Welcome to another episode of the Bosspreneur Podcast as we are doing our series on um, Accelerator Student Stories. Uh, these are some amazing women that are a part of our community that we are highlighting them as they are on their journey. And I'm super excited. We have another amazing woman in business that we want to share with you um, and what she does. So let me just do a quick introduction of her and then I'm going to welcome her uh, to the podcast. So we have Antoine. Annette Thornton. And when I tell you guys, she has a lot of letters behind her name. Uh, she has a lot of letters behind her name, Dr. <laughs> Antoinette Thornton. And it's a whole lot. I'll let her tell you some of those, but she has 20 years extensive experience in the mental health, leadership development, diversity awareness, and executive coaching industry. And she does work with local, state, and national organizations. Now, she is a certified John Maxwell leadership coach, speaker, and trainer. And she offers a unique blend of licensed clinical social workers, certified clinical trauma professional, and certified life coach. Antoinette is the owner of Innovative Options Incorporated. Innovative Options is a behavioral health consulting agency. Listen, her research is like extensive. And I, I know when she was going through and doing her dissertation, uh, she was about to pull her hair out. But her, her research interest includes mental health, women trauma, leadership, and improving access to mental health services to reduce health disparities among the vulnerable populations. I am super excited to have Miss, oh, no, let me say Dr. Thornton um, <laughs> to participate with us. Welcome. How are you doing? I am doing awesome. Thank you, Becky. It is an honor and a privilege to be here today in this virtual space with you. Thank you for having me here. Okay. So let me ask you now, break down all these letters uh, all of this, this, these credentials behind your because I think every letter needs to be recognized. So I know PhD, break down the rest. Yes. So I am a licensed clinical social worker. I am a certified clinical trauma professional. I am a certified sex offender treatment provider. I have a master's addiction certification and a substance abuse certification. Now y'all see what I said? Didn't I tell you she got some letters behind <laughs> that name? Very intelligent woman so, that we are talking to here. So tell us a little bit more about that business. I know you've been doing this for a while and um, recently moved here um, from um, to Atlanta. So kind of give us some backdrop into your history and your experience. Yes, thank you, Vicki. Um, I have been in the mental health field for about 20 years. Uh, my passion is just helping people. I believe in the gift that God has um, bestowed upon me, which is talking to people, finding out what's going on, and just assisting them. So previously, I had a group home for girls that were sexually abused, mm. um, and I love working with them. They was within the state. I also work with adolescent sex offenders, um, boys and young lady sex offenders. As it relates to mental health, I work with individuals doing individual family therapy, working with individuals as well as parents, working with their kids who have mental illness that have suicidal ideations and just helping them find them the resources in the community mm -hmm. so they can get back to a level of functioning and make the family whole again. Uh, but I believe in whatever resources that are out there trying to navigate those resources and helping individuals help themselves and live how God wants them to live in their own special gifts. 
Yeah, I think it's amazing um, the work um, that you do because it definitely takes a special skill set uh, and passion to do the work um, that you are doing. Um, what I, I love being a part of, of, of our community and being part of the Accelerate Her Academy is you looking at your business and wanting to grow into other areas of the field in which you do um, and just kind of switching up from to do some, uh, some digital training and stuff for um, people as well. Being in, in the uh, community, I know some of the things that you share with me um, as you've gone through some of the training is when you look at your level of, of where you are in business, your stage of business, and kind of the aha that you experienced when you realize that it's different than what I thought. Kind of share, break down that Yes, story. so the aha for me, I am in survival mode. And as you state, I have all these credentials behind my name and some individuals that I see, they pay through insurances or they pay cash for services. So with that, it's on a uh, grant or specialized contract of fee. However, going through your program, I really designed a course Mm -hmm. to help individuals that are interested in developing their own mental health organization or behavioral health organization or coaching organization, helping them develop that organization. And I put all the work and time into working, but I'm not earning anything. Uh -huh. You know, I am a poor earner <laughs> in, in the lack of the words. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I know there's a better way to do it. Yeah. And yeah. your program has showed me how to scale mm -hmm. my business, but still get the gratification to help individuals, mm -hmm. but scale it in a way where I can use my knowledge, skills, and ability to impact the world, yeah. not just individually, but um, through interacting and collaborating with different individuals so we can impact the world instead of me trying to impact the world by myself. Yeah. And, and I think you're um, one of your biggest uh, one of the biggest assets, there are many, is that you are so well-versed in this particular um, area. And what I have learned um, from working with women, when we have been successful in our business, and, or especially in our corporate jobs, and we are starting a new venture in uh, entrepreneurship, what doesn't feel good is that I'm not successful. That just like, no, that's that's not who I am because I have been there. But I think the beauty of it is, you know, when people go through the process of going through the different levels to identify, because when you know the stage you're in, you can work from there. If you think you're in a different place than you really are, you're working from the wrong place and you're trying to figure out why I'm not getting results. And go ahead. And Becky, I can say that is distorted thinking and I had distorted thinking. I had, and my cognitions was negative. I perceive me to be in one level um, since my transition here in my new business and my, my cognition was very distorted. My reality, it was a new reality for me. I cried um, uh -huh. and I had to sit in my own authentic self and realize that the perception of where I perceived me to be within my business was not my was not a true reality. Yeah. Oh, I I, I just wrote down what you said. I had distorted thinking because um, that is literally what 
what it is, is uh, my thinking is off. But the minute you get clear and know where you are, that's when the world opens up. That's when everything starts to open up because you know, now I know what I need to do because you have been working on all of these, these other areas. Like you said, we're in survival. For those of you who've listened to the podcast before, we've talked about our stages of, uh, of uh, business, our business stages from startup to survival and success and um, scale and sale. And what I have found, uh, Antoinette, consistently is I've had people to say, I'm in success. And then when they go through the program, they're like, I thought I was in success. I've done the exact same thing. I've said, okay, I'm, I'm in, in success. But when I started to look at the revenue that I was generating, it's like, okay, if I'm not generating a hundred thousand dollars, I'm not at success yet. Mm -hmm. I, I got some work to be able to do. And so then you have to start to, to, to start taking some of those other steps, um, to get to where we need to be. And I love the fact that you were like, Hey, this was a, a huge aha moment for me. And Becky, one thing that I would like to um, also acknowledge is you providing us a dollar amount, meaning $100,000, for example, to say that is success. Whereas my distorted thinking thought, okay, I get a little paycheck, you know, let's say $2,000, $3,000 a month. That's success. All the bills are paid and I get a little income coming in, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. In, in addition. Well, that's not really, that's just surviving. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not success. Yeah. I, so I when you that. provided a description and then you correlate it to a dollar amount, it just provided another aha moment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that that um in saying that because you are so right about it when um, it, it reminds me when I got my first contract, I was so excited. And when I got two of them within two months time frame, I like, hey, I didn't arrive. <laughs> But I still hadn't, I hadn't even, I hadn't hit a hundred thousand dollars, but I was like, I am good. Now I do, I did need to celebrate the fact that I got the contract, celebrate right. the fact that I'm on the journey. But when you got a target in mind that you are shooting for, it still lets you know, you still got work to do. But when we think I'm doing it, it's easier to just sit back and just coast. And that's what yeah. so many businesses will just kind of coast on. Well, I do have revenue um, mm -hmm. coming in, but where do you want to be? Is that where you want to, uh, to be? And as Black women entrepreneurs, there are less Black CEOs than any other gender or race there is. And so if we don't build it ourselves and grow it to what we want it to be, it's still going to be there. And I believe that as, as smart and as educated and as determined and resilient as Black women are, we could change the game, period. Mm -hmm. Period. We could change the game. Um, one of the things we talked about is being an under earner um, in business. And one of the things that you said that um, I really like that. I want you to expound on. You said under earner was not in my vocabulary. <laughs> so, <laughs> so tell, tell me about when you went through that activity, you was like, uh-uh. <laughs> that is too funny. <laughs> Anxiety attack. <laughs> because when I did the numbers and looked at it, I said, oh, this, this is messing with my womanhood a little bit, right? Because I would, if I had a conversation or I'll go out and try to coach someone, I really support and I love and I value what I do. Mm 
And my whole premise of being in your program was helping other individuals because the perception mm-hmm. was that in the mental health field, we are under earners. We do work. Yeah. You know, we work and we under earn. And my perception is, no, that's not true. You know, you can make the money. But when my new reality came into play, I had to sit in that and say, I am an under earner. This doesn't feel good to me because the values that I have mm-hmm. and the perception of my reality does not correlate with my new reality in this profit margin. Yeah. Of course, it made me settle in that. And that was uncomfortable. Yeah. So what I had to do from that, you can't see it, Becky, but I had to sit down. I think I was up until like three or four o'clock in the morning because I had to get everything out of my brain mm-hmm. on paper. Mm-hmm. And then I had to, I think I did like six or seven different drafts, eight drafts until I got tired of writing. My hands got tired because every time I said, okay, this is not going to work. I need to do this over. This is not going to work. I need to do this over. This is not providing enough money. I need to do this over. And really itemizing because the fact that my reality now is telling me that I'm an under earner Mm -hmm. based on what I have achieved and where I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm not evaluating. I know before you said you have to value your experience Mm -hmm. and your education. And I think I just valued my education and just brought my experience. Yes. And And did not right and did not put value on that. My value that I placed on that was given back to the community giving back to other mental health professionals, but not valuing what I really had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you have so much to Antoinette uh, that to, uh, to from an experience and an education standpoint. And, you know, I know you just was ra- wrapping up and finishing your dissertation um, yeah. as well too. And, and I remember um, having uh, my coach, Brenda Bouchard, tell me, um, you know, within the last two years, he asked, have we raised our prices? I had not raised my prices. He said, okay, everybody that hadn't raised their prices, he said, have you taken a class that helped you to learn more about your, your, um, your, your company? Have you invested in a coach? Have you taken a course? Have you been to a seminar? Have you everything he's naming? I'm like, yeah, did that. Yep. Did that. He said, but so your education, your understanding, your information, you are growing, but your revenue is not, there's something wrong with that picture. And I'm like, Oh my God, that was me. And with all of the, not only education, as you invest in yourself, as you continue to grow, it's, you have a wealth of knowledge that people want to know what you know, and we just don't put the value on that, that it deserves. And it's a mental shift and it's an uncomfortableness that we have to, to get to. Cause you know, I tell everybody right now, double your prices, just put double it. And you know, Becky, it's interesting because prior to when I was in a different state, we would go up on our prices every year because that was state contract July 1 to June the 30th was our fiscal year, right? Mm -hmm. So for the last past six years, I have not gone up on my prices. But when I did this profit, yes, (laughs) I said double. Yes, double. Prices double. (laughs) So I said July 1, new prices are going out. Yes. Um, but that's that sense of 
not really valuing and just going back into your comfort zone and hoping that people well, you know, I know everyone's strapped with money. So let me not have my prices be high because I know it's a good service. So let me just give it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what we we tend to do. And, you know, um, and that's the part where we have to do the mental shift because we have to stop doing that. Yes, you know, my mastermind coach said, I know that 2020 during the pandemic, um, that people were not knowing what the next was going to look like, especially because I think his program launched in April. Pandemic happened in March. And he said, we told with it, we told with it. But what he did not do, he said, we didn't cancel it. We didn't lower our prices. He said, the one thing that we did is we normally would do a full price and a three payment. He said, this is the first time I've done a five payment to give people longer, Mm. but, and they made more money that year than they ever had. But, and that was a lesson to me. It was like, he didn't discount it. Nope. I know it's a pandemic out there, but we also know the results that we're going to help you get. We also know where we're going to take you. So the people that are interested Uh, will come. Others will say no. And he said, we just had to trust that. And I think we get so nervous. We don't trust that. We don't Mm -hmm. trust that people are going to do it. We think, well, it's hard out there right now. It's hard out there for everybody, but you know how many people made millions in the pandemic that still (laughs) pushed on. And that's a, that's the switch um, Mm -hmm. that we have to do as women. And I believe also, um, as African-American women in our community, uh, one of the exercises that we do in the, uh, as a part of the Academy is this exercise for us to really be honest with ourselves. And one of those things, there's a truth and there's a lie. Um, Mm -hmm. and a lot of the lies that we tell ourselves and we believe it. And one of the things for me, I could tell the lies so um, clearly that I start to, to believe and put the other <laughs> stuff around that this gotta be, this must be the truth. Um, but it's really a lie. And that lie keeps us from, from moving forward. And so there is a couple of lies that you shared that you told yourself, you want to share those with yes. us? <laughs> One of the lies is that everything has to be perfect before it's put out. And that was, I would say a generational lie. Mm-hmm. Growing up, my grandmother, my mother always said, before you leave the house, everything has to be perfect from your hair to everything you have on, because you never know when you're going to meet your maker, meaning God. Yes. So you, everything has to be perfect. So Mm -hmm. within that, it transformed to school, to work. If you're going to do something, you got to train. And what I realized now, decades later, that everything doesn't have to be perfect. Yes. You can just put it out there. If you think it's okay, perfect through your lens, it doesn't have to be perfect for everyone else. Long Mm -hmm. as you're comfortable in your skin. Mm -hmm. Because Proverbs 2, 6 says, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So with that, I can understand and I have the wisdom to say, you know what? It's okay. Because God has this. Yeah. I I love that. really being authentic with that and really walking in that, I think that's important for me because I do try to make everything perfect and it just doesn't have to be. Yeah. It just doesn't. I had to start saying, is it good enough, Becky? If it's good enough, put good enough out and then make it better. 
once you get it out there, because you're going to hear insights, feedback that you can like, oh, I can tweak that. Oh, I can. But so often we don't get it out there because we're still waiting on getting it perfect. And it's never going to be at a place where we feel like, okay, this is perfect. So is it good enough is the question that we have to, to really get to the thing to, to settle with. What was the, the other lie that you kind of told? The other lie um, is that you have to work for one company for years oh, to be successful. <laughs> that's, and, a, that's one of those generational ones too. Because yes, I was told that yes. exact same You got to work hard to be you know, you got to work hard to get it. And, you know, growing up, my grandmother, my great aunts, my uncles, everyone had houses. Yeah. No one lived in apartments. Everyone was married. Everyone had families. We was all middle class, mm-hmm. but everybody worked. Yeah. Everyone valued. Money through Friday, went to work, went to church. And I realized that I don't have to, and I hate to use this word. I know it's probably discriminatory. I don't have to work like a Hebrew slave yeah. to get what yes. I want, right? Yes. I know yes. that's stereotypical in the world today. They probably say, Antoinette, you shouldn't say that. <laughs> but, but I don't have to work all day and all night mm-hmm. to get my needs met, to help individuals that I want to help and still love myself. And at the end of this day, knowing that God says to me, job well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. Because that's what I try to live my life on every day. For and him to say those words to me. I, I totally agree. And the the hustle mentality um, in our community, let's say, let's say that in, in the African-American community um, has been um, really from from childhood, just bred into us. You got to work hard, you know, and I understand, I understand why our parents did that because we do have uh, in our society, there is racism in our society. There is systematic racism through different uh, uh, organizations or through just government. There are, I get what they were trying um, to say, but to your point, you know, we get to a place where we realize that, that thought does not serve me. And Mm -hmm. I know for me, it was like, Listen, I, I, I'm choosing not to buy into the hustle and grind mentality. I'm choosing to buy in. If I um, spend my time wisely, I can get the same result as opposed to working 15, 16. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to mm-hmm. hustle forever. I don't want to drain myself uh, dry because guess what? Everybody else is not doing that. So how can I do, and as me and my mastermind sisters call it, how can I make lazy millions? And Mm. lazy millions doesn't mean (laughs) I'm just going to be lazy and do nothing because you got to do some work, but I'm not going, I'm not going to hustle. I'm going to make lazy millions. And that's, that literally is a mental shift that I've had to make and focus on because I don't want to hustle forever. And Becky, I can say this program in jotting down and restructuring my business for this profit, just really looking at the numbers, um, because I can say I'm not good with numbers. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to say, okay, in order for me to make a profit, if I have, if I see three clients, that pays all the bills and all the expenses. Anything over three clients, I got it. It's all profit, right? Because payroll, everything. So that's the way my brain works. And I always wondered um, in my previous work, having a business partner, she was really good with numbers. 
you know, I really believe in what God gives you or your gifts. That's what your, that's what your gifts are. That was not my God's gift, uh-huh. um, but he allowed me enough to understand the percentage that I needed to get the point that I needed to go to. Uh-huh. But the percentage that you outlined for us to do the percentage, like this part of my business, individual therapy is maybe 30% of my business, but to really have the numbers and be able to do that. Oh, that was just value. I was like, oh, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. And I was so excited because it was like a light bulb went off because I never knew. Yeah. It was just like looking at Spanish. Yeah. So now I was able to see that the more time I spend for the less amount of money I get into my business. So I had to do a paradigm shift. So starting January 1, I'm going to get more people to work in this part of my business because that's not my value that's going to bring me the most money yeah. when I'm looking at 60 30 40 percent of the profits that's coming into my business yeah so I want to say thank you for that because I have tried I had took classes and I was never able to get that understanding yeah oh the way that so you good. put that in that program and allowed it's just simplistic yeah the light bulb went off so now I can go in and say, this service provides 30%. This service is 10%. This service is 20%. 10%, I need to let you go. Yes, yes, yes. You know, you're not, you're not serving not me. worth it. And I'm spending money and you're not really <laughs> serving me. Yeah, And then you move that into one of your higher percentages. Yes, so that's what, and I want to say when that was so valuable, priceless. Yeah. Um, yeah, that just, that. I, that just does my heart so good because in that profit module, because I know numbers are not easy and numbers, people are fearful of numbers. I'm one of those people too, um, that can be fearful of numbers. It was, how can I put this together to make it as simple as I can for them, uh, to be able to come up and I, cause I needed people to know what the work that you were doing, what percentage of money was coming in from all of those places. Cause for me, when I did it, it was some a- area that I just said, I'm not doing this anymore. It's not doing me anything. And the way I'm going to use this, um, I'm going to use this a little bit different. Like in, in my, my books, um, I just shifted how I was going to do books because before I was spending a lot of time and money in selling books, when really book sales came, when I spoke. So I shifted from my all of that other money and the percentage that I was getting from that business. Let me, from that uh, area, let me move it over somewhere else. But when you can see that, then you know what you're working for the next year. What I need to do now, I need to, I, I want more in this coaching area. I want more in this training area and maybe in the coaching and training area, then uh, a part of that will be books inside of there, but it just helps you to shift things. But I know people were afraid of numbers. And then I, I put the profit calculator out for people to know what their expenses are, so, what they what they have on hand. Um, I just put that out there recently to the community. I know a couple of people that have gone through and said, this makes sense. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes sense where even though previously you'll pay someone to do it, you just here you go, just pay. Okay. What is the fee? And then you're trusting that they're doing the right thing. Now I have the skills and the understanding and I can review and really say, oh no, this ain't right. You know, did you do this? And doing it myself and then seeing it when they come back, being able to compare and contrast Mm -hmm. what they have and what I did individually because now I understand it. 
Yeah. And I, yeah. and I understand how to get to that point. Yeah. Instead of before it was just provide to me and I understand it because this is the numbers and this is where I need to stay in. No, now this is 30%. This is 20%. Yeah. And I understand how we got to that 20% and how we got to that 30% where that was a gap in my understanding. Um, but now, hey, the gap is filled. <laughs> you know, uh, Dennis Kimbrough said in his book, um, uh, The Wealth, uh, what, what is it? Do I have it on my thing? It's called wealth something, but he said uh, the poor measure based on um, cars and clothes, middle-class measure based on uh, titles and education, but the wealthy measure based on their bank account. And so the thing to me, what that spoke to me is if I'm not looking at my bank account, if I'm not looking at my account to see what I'm making, what I'm not making, what I need to change, then the wealth part will always be at a distance for me because I'm not measuring the right way. And for me, that was the, the eye opener. If oh, I can yeah. get everybody to just look at their numbers, look at their business, it's the beginning of the, the eye opening area to the beginning of creating wealth um, for you and for your family. And Becky, one thing I can say when looking at the numbers, this is the thing that I think um, provided me a different lens because looking at numbers, we're developing a budget and developing a profit and a loss statement. The way that I previously completed that task and the way that you complete that task is apples and oranges. And your task, the way that you complete it is more effective because mm. it breaks everything down so you can understand it instead of being more generalized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that is the value. And even with me helping individuals start their own business from the class I took with you prior to mm -hmm. with the course, yeah, I can now articulate to them a different understanding of knowledge of how to develop their profit and loss yeah. instead of my old way. Okay. If you got three clients, <laughs> your budget is this, anything beyond that is profit, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not understanding the intercedings of what actually comes from that. Yeah. So, yeah. And, yeah. and that, that it, part is, um, I'm so thankful for my experience in corporate America managing locations because I had to look at that. I had to look mm -hmm. at, you know, where the dollars were coming, where we were losing them, what percentage of business. And, and I literally every year would look at our results and say, okay, based on where we are next year with us needing, the company has given me a 15% profit goal over the last year. So what are you going to focus on? I would look at the percentage of where I was doing well and say, okay, we killing the number here. So let's just increase that. We're going to, we ain't going to worry about this. I know the company going to look at that, but when they see the profit number, they ain't going to think about that. So let me focus on these key indicators that could get us the result. And as a small business owner, I do the exact same thing. What are the key indicators, Becky, that's getting you the results? Put your time in it. Whatever was working, do more of what's working. Uh, mm -hmm. double more of what's working. Keep keep it going. How can you make that even better? So that is, I, I th think that's so critical with us focusing on moving from solopreneur to CEO, that's CEO thinking. Um, yeah. And sometimes it's not comfortable, but yeah, it's the yeah. beginning process of, 
okay, this is how I need to be thinking about this particular category. Um, you've been in, in the community, this community and some of our other um, communities. And one of the things I love that you shared um, with us about uh, the community was you shared something about the power of a text. Share that with us. Yeah, so <laughs> my pain point is technology. I just learned last week how to share a post on Facebook. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> And I see, I saw you say, y'all, look what I just learned. <laughs> so through your post, I have learned how to text and, you know, and share, but the value of texting, like I'm struggling. Um, okay, I'm winning. Let's have a praise party. And when I'm feeling down and like, okay, I can't do this. This is just not good. So I can put that in a group and then someone say, hey, Antoinette, let's have a praise party. You can win. You know, you can do this. Just that support yeah. there is just powerful. And it comes from a place of empowerment for women and yeah. women of God. And like, I'm not a social media person. And I can say that I didn't value social media mm -hmm. because the way I was raised, I didn't, ra I wasn't raised in a social media area mm -hmm. era. Mm -hmm. So to communicate and interact with someone on social media, I'm like, I don't got no time for that. But now <laughs> I realize that when you are in a community that has the same mission and vision and everyone wants everyone to succeed, and that's the community that you have fostered, Becky, hashtag win, hashtag praise party. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> I got a question, hashtag ask. I, mean, I just wrote them down. I try to use them because they are so uplifting and just the power of a text. Yeah, yeah, it, it can change. It, it, it can just yeah. change when it, and even when you're stuck, you say, okay, hashtag win. It gives you that extra boost, that extra energy. It makes you say, okay, I can do this. I can do it. Yeah. Because you have these other cheerleaders that say, hey girl, did you do it? Did you do it? Okay, come on, keep pushing, keep pushing. <laughs> and it's just that positive reinforcement, that positive encouragement. And those negative cognitions that you had before, mm -hmm. now they're turning into positive cognitions yeah. and you just keep moving. And I can see that there's a difference, a shift in my, in my thought process, a shift in my business. So I can't just wait to continue. Yeah, I, I, I can just see a difference. In. A, a sure pleasure um, having you in the community and, and you sharing your journey with us and with our, our listeners about being a part of the Academy. We're excited. We're going to be opening up the membership here soon. We uh, only open it a couple of times a year. So you got to get in when you fit in. Um, <laughs> and we close it off because we, we try to put all of our time and attention in the community to make sure that we are serving them and that uh, they are be able to be able to move through the process for them to, to grow their business. So Antoinette, tell people how they can get in touch with you, learn more about what you do and anything that you have that's going on. Please share that with our, our listeners. Yes, you can log on. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn at Innovative Options Inc. Uh, we're starting now to be on all social media platforms. You can also go to our website, which is www.innovativeoptions.org. We have trainings coming up. So please follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram. 
Awesome. Awesome. And I know um, she is put together um, and it'll probably be coming out a, a training to help um, mental health professionals. So if you are a person that is in the mental health profession and want to know how to grow and scale your business, this is who you need to talk to. This is who you need to go and take her course. So make sure that you uh, definitely connect with her. Any last words you want to share with us? Um, Antonia? I would say Thank you, Becky, for this. Yes, we have. It's called the Mind Your Business course. And that course was developed through Becky A. Davis's other platform. So <laughs> I would say everyone, yes. get in where you can fit in. Because if you follow Becky and you utilize her methods, you will grow personally and professionally. Uh, so follow you. Becky A. Davis. <laughs> thank you so much. I, I, this, this is why I love this community and why my heart uh, is always excited to how can I serve um, the women? Like I, I have someone that manages my social media, but I'm, I personally spend my own time in the group. And uh, because that's the people that are investing in uh, the services and I'm putting everything I in to, to invest in you guys as well. So for everyone that is listening, uh, I'm glad you took the time to listen to us share one of our Academy member stories. And our goal is always to help you to become more.